0: We read from a very familiar ch- chapter in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 16, about the Philippian jailer uh, getting saved. Uh, you know, we don't, we don't know a lot about this, man. I, we, don't, we don't know, for example, if this uh, jailer had ever heard a sermon. Don't know if he'd ever been part of a Bible study. I mean, the only thing we do know is he heard, and I, I don't even know if he heard the preacher singing. I mean, Paul and Silas were singing in jail, and God sent an earthquake, and opened up the doors, probably if they sang like most preachers, the jailer heard them because they were so much off-key. But uh, uh, I don't know if he heard them or not. But when the earthquake came, he woke up, he saw the prison doors open, and the Bible says he's ready to kill himself because he thought all the prisoners were escaped. Back in those days, if you were a jailer and your prisoners escaped, you gave your life for theirs. And so he was ready to run himself through. And Paul called out, hey, don't do yourself any harm. We're all here. None of us have left. And the Bible says that he came in with a light trembling. And not just that he came in, that he sprang in. He ran in with the question, what must I do to be saved? And Paul and Silas said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. You know, I'm glad the Bible makes it so easy to get saved, I'm glad the Bible makes it clear and plain uh, that, that, that that we don't have to do anything hard. All we have to do to get saved is believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, there's some people today, and there's been people down through the ages. They've always wanted to make it harder. They 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 they, uh, they call people uh, they, they call this uh, uh, they call us easy believers. Easy believism. It's so easy for you to get saved, you say, because all you gotta do is believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, I wanna tell you something this morning. I believe in easy believism. I believe it's easy to get saved. I think people try to make it a lot harder than it is, and they miss the boat. The Bible says, all you have to do is believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. I remember the story of that uh, that leper named Naaman over in the book of of 2 Kings. Remember him? He he was a captain in the army and his king, not the king of Israel, but sent him to the king of Israel to cure him of his leprosy. And, of course, the king of Israel got all upset because he couldn't cure anybody. But there was a prophet in the land named Elisha that heard about Naaman coming, and he said, Hey, send Naaman to me. I'll tell him how to get rid of his leprosy. And Naaman came and saw him, and, and Elisha didn't even come out. Sent a messenger and said, You want to get cleaned up of your leprosy? Go down and dip yourself in the Jordan River seven times. <laughs> Naaman was mad. He said, At least he could have come out and touched touched me and prayed over me and done something he didn't even come he sent a messenger says the rivers back home are a lot cleaner than this old muddy jordan river i'll just go back home and dip in the river there one of his servants came to him said master if the prophet had told you to do something hard you would have done it wouldn't you why can't you just do the easy thing that he told you to do Why can't we just do the easy thing the Bible tells us to do? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. This morning, my message is this. I want to give you three examples of easy believism that are included in the Bible. Three times in the Bible where a person said, Lord, I believe. And something wonderful happened to that person. The first one, and I want you, if you have your Bibles, I want you to use your Bibles this morning. Uh, I don't apologize. You're in church. You you should expect to use your Bibles every now and then. Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9. I'm going to read this beginning in verse 14 about a father that eventually said, Lord, I believe. Here's what the Bible says. And when he came to his disciples, Jesus, he saw a great multitude about them and the scribes questioning with them. And straightway all the people when they beheld him were greatly amazed and running to him saluted him. And he asked the scribes, what what question ye with them? And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son which hath a dumb spirit. And wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him, and he foameth and gnasheth with his teeth and pineth away. And I spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out. And they could not. Here's a father that brought his sick son, his son possessed with a devil uh, that that, that caused him to have convulsions, brought him to Jesus. Jesus was up on a mountaintop. And so this this father took him to the disciples, some of the disciples that were still uh, down waiting for Jesus to come back. He said, can you heal my son? Can you take care of my son? The Bible says they could not. They could not. Let's pick up the conversation in verse 21. And he asked his father, Jesus asked his father, how long is it ago since this came into him? And he said, of a child. And oftentimes it hath cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe All things are possible to him that believeth. I believe that's one of the greatest statements in the Bible. All things are possible to him that believeth. And again, we as Christians would be a lot better off if we would just believe what this book says. It just says, all things are possible to him that believeth. If you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible says that you can get saved. If you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you believe that this book, when it says that that, that he's going to meet your every need, that he's going to protect you, that he's going to take care of you, won't give you everything you want, but I guarantee you, based on this book, this book says, my God shall supply all your need according to the riches in Christ Jesus. We'd be a lot better off as Christians if we just take just that one statement from the Bible and live our life like we really believe it. All things are possible to him that believeth. It'll transform your life. Look down at verse 24. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears. Here it is. Lord, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. Here's a dad that has a sick son. Here's a dad that nobody could help with his son. Here's a dad that wants his child to be helped. Here's a dad that was willing to bring his child to Jesus. By the way, we need more dads to do that today. Dads that will just decide, I'm going to make sure my kids get to Jesus. I'm going to make sure my sons and my daughters get to Jesus. He said, Lord, I believe. I believe. I believe. But then he said, help thou my unbelief. He believed enough to bring his son to Jesus. He believed enough to ask the disciples to help, but they couldn't. He believed enough to ask Jesus himself. He believed enough to humble himself and beg and weep and pray. But he said, maybe that's not enough. Maybe I don't believe enough. But that day, that, that day, that dad discovered something that we need to discover today. It is not how much you believe, but who you believe in. Maybe his faith was weak. Maybe he, he, he still had some doubts. Maybe, but maybe he, 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 his faith needed to grow, and it probably did. But he took the little bit of faith that he had, and he put it in the right person. And that person, the Lord Jesus Christ, cast that devil out of his son, and his son was healed. This morning, I encourage all of us. I encourage myself. I encourage you. Don't just believe in something good. Believe in the giver of all good things. Don't just believe in prayer. And I believe in prayer. I hope you take the time to read the bulletin. I believe in prayer. But don't just believe in prayer. Believe in the one who answers that prayer. Don't believe in just a church. But believe in the one whose church it is. Don't believe in baptism. Believe in the one who baptism represents, the death, burial, and the resurrection. Don't believe in the Lord's just in the Lord's Supper. But believe in the one whose body was broken and bloodshed that we can know Jesus as our Savior. You bring your belief. You bring your faith. Regardless of how small it is. It may just be the size of a mustard seed. There's a story in the Bible about faith as a grain of mustard seed. You bring that faith to Jesus, you try him, and I guarantee you something wonderful will happen. Something life-changing will happen. Listen, the Bible says that God wants everybody to be saved. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. The Bible says, for by grace are ye saved through faith. The Bible says that God hath dealt to every man a measure of faith. Now listen, if God wants everybody to be saved, and, if, God, and, if, and if, if it's only by faith that we can be saved, and if God passed out faith, don't you think he gave every person enough faith to get saved? God never asks us to do anything without giving us the ability to do it. He gives to every person enough faith to put your trust in Jesus Christ. You need to do that this morning if you've never done it. You need to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And thou shalt be saved. All right, take your Bibles quickly. John chapter 9. We're going to look at a second example. A person that said, Lord, I believe. Here was the first one was a father who said, Lord, I believe. But my my faith is just little. It needs to grow. Here we're going to look at a second person. John chapter 9 Verse 1, "...and as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind?" People, Some people have the same idea today. They think if people suffer, that they're being punished by God, that, that that they did something wrong, that God has to punish them for them. But in the next verse, Jesus said, oh, no, he didn't do anything wrong. His parents didn't do anything wrong. He's blind so that I can be glorified, so that God can be glorified. Something, something's about to happen. And, and I won't take the time to read the story, but you know the story. Jesus cured his blindness. He gave this blind man sight. And, and 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 as this blind man received his sight people started asking him well how did it happen who restored your sight in verse 11 he answered the question from his neighbors and friends and said a man that is called Jesus in verse 17 he was talking to the Pharisees and said this man same man said he's a prophet In verse 27, when the Pharisees asked him again, he said, Oh, you want to know? Do you want to be his disciple as well? Do you want to be his disciple like I am? Look at verse 28. Verse 28 of John chapter 9. Uh, Then they reviled him and said, Thou art his disciple, but we are Moses' disciple. We know that God spake unto Moses, As for this fellow we know not from whence he is. The man answered and said unto them, Why herein is a marvelous thing, that ye know not from whence he is, and yet he hath opened my eyes. Now we know that God heareth not sinners, but if any man be a worshiper of God and doeth his will, here he, him he heareth. Since the world began, was it not heard that any man opened the eyes of one that was born blind? If this man were not of God, he could do nothing. You see how this man's faith is growing? I mean, first of all, he said Jesus is just... um, uh, He said a man called Jesus. Then he said he was a prophet. Then he said, I'm his disciple. Do you want to be too? And then he says, this man is of God. Now... Again, I don't have time to read the story. They excommunicated him. They kicked him out of, the, out of the temple. They said, you can't be a part of our church anymore. By the way, if Jesus is not part of a church, I don't want to be a part of it either. I don't only want to be in the church where he has first place, where he has the preeminence in the church. And so you said, they said, you can't be a part of our church anymore. We're going to kick you out. Uh, look at verse 30, 30, 30, 35. Jesus heard that they had cast him out. And when he had found him, he said unto him, Dost thou believe on the Son of God? The blind man, the ex-blind man, answered him and said, Who is he, Lord, that I might believe on him? And Jesus said unto him, Thou hast both seen him, and it is he that talketh with thee. In other words, Jesus said, I'm him. I'm him. And he said, listen, here it comes. Lord... I believe. And he worshipped him. You see how his faith grew? His faith grew because he realized what Jesus had done for him. His faith grew because he was a, that when the day started, he was blind. And when the day ended, he could see. When the day started, he couldn't see at all. But when the day ended, he had 20-20 vision. You say, preacher, how do you know that? Bible doesn't say you have 20-20 vision. God don't do things halfway. When he, fixes, when he fixes blind eyes, he makes them perfect. But, but notice how his faith grew. Notice how it progressed. He was just a man called Jesus. Then he was a prophet. Then he was of God. Then he was somebody to be worshipped. And then he was the Son of God. I want to tell you something. The more you think about what Jesus has done for you, the more you want to worship him like this man did. I remember when I met Brother John Thim for the first time. I remember when I heard him pray for the first time. And I don't give him a chance to pray much anymore, but he still does it whenever he prays. the first time I heard him pray, I remember him said, Lord, thank you for what you've done for me. Thank you for what you've done for me. If we would remember what the Lord Jesus Christ did for us when he saved us as sinners headed toward hell with no hope, and he gave his life and spilled his blood so that we could be made one with God, we would worship him. We would worship him. Lord, I believe. Now, quickly, there's one more. Just take your Bible, turn over a chapter, John chapter 11. John chapter 11. Familiar story in this chapter. A man, a friend of Jesus named Lazarus was sick. His two sisters sent word to Christ. Hey, this one that you love, Lazarus is sick. They were expecting him to come. They had seen him heal other people. They were hoping that Jesus would come and heal their brother. The Bible said that Jesus waited four days uh, before he made the trip. Lazarus died. In fact, he had laid in the tomb for four days before Jesus even got there. Look at verse 20. John, John chapter 11, verse 20. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. If you would have only come, if you've only come when I called you, Lazarus wouldn't be in the grave today. He'd still be alive. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. Jesus saith unto her, thy brother shall rise again. Martha saith unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and alive. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? She saith unto him... Yea, Lord, I believe that Thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. I believe, Lord, I believe. I believe that You're the Christ, the Son of God. I believe that You're the resurrection and the life. I believe, Lord, that I'll never die, that I'll live again. a woman that said I believe and she was saying more than the other two I mean the first one said Lord I believe but help thou my unbelief I, I mean this was a person who maybe met Jesus for the first time who was exercising the little bit of faith that God gave him uh, to put his trust in Jesus Christ so that Jesus would heal his son the second man was a, a man healed from blindness and he was learning all that Jesus could do for him and so he progressed from saying he's a he, he's a man called Jesus to he's the son of God God. But here's a lady, here's a lady who had known Christ, who had met him before, who had heard him teach, who had been saved, and who now testified, I believe that you're the son of God, and you're the resurrection, and the life, and if I believe in you, I will never die. I will live forever. That's the kind of faith we need to get to. I mean, we have to start out over here where we take the little bit of faith that God deals to every person and receive him as our Savior. And then we need to live our Christian life and see what he does for us. See how he meets our needs of every day. See how he cares for us. See how he watches over us. The more we see what He does, the more we should love Him, the more we should worship Him. But we need to get to that point in our life, like Martha uh, illustrates for us. I know that He is the Son of God. I know that He is the resurrection and the life. I know that if I put my belief in Him, I will live forever. I will never die. I will spend eternity with Him in heaven. Let me ask you this morning, where are you? Where are you? Are you here? Did you just have a little bit of faith that God has dealt to every person that you need to exercise this morning? That you need to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior? Have you been saved and you're learning? You're learning what God does for one of His children? You're learning how God takes care of His children? That's good. You're making a journey. But here's where I want you to get. Here's where God wants you to get. We want you to get to that point where without any doubt... Without any hesitation, without any question in your mind, you can say, And no, Thou art the Christ, the Son of God, the resurrection and the life. If I believe in you, I will never die. I will live forever. Determine where you are this morning. If you're over here, you need to make a decision. You need to ask Jesus Christ to be your Savior. John 3.16, a verse that that teaches easy believism. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You need to trust him this morning. If you're here in the middle you're saved, and you're watching what Jesus is doing for you. Keep watching. Hey, it gets better and better. We sang in Sunday school, every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. Every day with Jesus, I love him more and more. We need to get to here, to where we can say, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God, the resurrection, and the life. Wherever you are, take another step. Take another step. Get closer to him. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for the truth of your word. Thank you for these two men and this lady that illustrate for us what happens when we say, Lord, I believe. I pray for those that are here this morning that don't know Jesus Christ as their Savior. I pray where they would exercise that faith that you've dealt to every person. And they would come and receive Christ. I pray for the Christians that are are growing, that are noticing day by day what you're doing in their life. Draw us closer to you. And Father, hasten us to that day when we can stand in full assurance and say you are the resurrection and the life. The Son of God. The Messiah. Just bless this invitation. Speak to hearts, Holy Spirit. If there are people here that need to get saved, Help them come. We'll take the Bible, show them from the Bible how to ask Jesus to be their Savior. If there's people here that need to get baptized, help them come. If there's people here that need to join the church because you've led them to this place, help them do that. If there's people here that just need to get some things right with you, help them come to this altar and get them right. Just bless this time of invitation. We ask in Christ's name. Amen.